0: Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the rollicking good <laughs> Wow! Yeah, the rollicking. I think that was a good because I, I looked. I looked this uh, term up and and it means exuberantly lively and amusing. What? what? so i have been i could be called worse yeah i would say rollicking is a good way to describe you glenn oh thank you Uh, another good way to describe you glenn would be as a co-creator of a site called gentleman.com that's right um glenn and i uh started a site called gentleman.com it's for all things manly um, hop on over there. Uh, take a look around. Take a walk in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, in the woods. Take a stroll, you know? Yep. Just browse get, around. Get lost. Get lost in the in the woods of Gentleman.com. And when you get so deep in there that you can't find your way out, uh, you can also <laughs> go to podcast.gentleman.com where you can also follow along with the links that we're going to talk about in this week's episode, you can find out more about the podcast, uh, et cetera, et cetera, at podcast.gentleman.com. Um, and also, you can always uh, send us a letter at PO Box 442305, Lawrence, Kansas 66044, <laughs> or you can also send us an email at howdiategentleman.com. But the thing is, Glenn, when you're sending an email, you're just you're just you're 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 really not supporting the post office. You know what I mean, right? So, like, the post office—if you put a stamp on an envelope, not many people know this—but if you put a stamp on an envelope, you're actually supporting the U.S. Post Office. Yes. Um, which you know, we're a fan of. We, we, you know, we, the questions from the gentleman mailbag wouldn't get here every week without the post office. That's right. So we, that so big bag on your front porch. We're trying to pay it forward. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know, and so we're we're saying what we're saying is send a send a letter over to P.O. Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four and <laughs> We will we'll read your letter. It's we'll, flashing on the screen right now. Well, yeah. Now. <laughs> we'll 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 respond
1: and um, and yeah. Yeah, yeah people no, honest honest to God, people have asked uh, uh me mm-hmm. multiple times mm-hmm. if that's a, if that's a prank or if no. we actually
0: have a post no, that's real. That's I, I. That's a real post office yes. box that you can send letters to us at. Um, and so, send us a letter. Let us it's see. not like it's not like you know uh, you know little kids write to Santa every year. No, the no, 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 no.
1: This is this is a uh, no. this is a real thing, people.
0: Although if you do just address the envelope, gentlemen co-founders, like addressing it to Santa, right? I think it will probably find its way to PO Box four four two three hundred five. You know, I actually had a friend who uh, worked for the post office and
1: during the peak. Oh, you know, when Santa season, seriously. Okay, yeah. And so what they do is they take all the mail that's addressed to Santa, Santa mm-hmm. and then they—I forget how they do, how it works—but they ship it off somewhere. But they actually do something with it, yeah, and ship it somewhere.
0: Yeah. Um, well, to Santa's workshop, obviously. oh
1: right, right. That's yeah. what I meant.
0: Okay. Um, but but my point being, uh, well, actually, there was no point with that. Yeah, because uh, I mean, that's where Santa's mail would go, Glenn, <laughs> to Santa, much like letters to the gentleman co-founders. Right We'll end up in P.O. Box four four two three hundred five. Yeah, but you might just, you
1: know Benefit of the doubt, use the actual Yeah, four probably 442-305 four
0: I mean, there's, um, there's probably sections of the post office <laughs> That don't know about You know If you send something from Antarctica or something You know, per se yeah. The North Pole right. If you're sending something from the right. North Pole Maybe not, I don't know Unless mm-hmm. Santa catches it or mm-hmm. something like that Which he knows who we are Because mm-hmm. he's been in my house So <laughs> <laughs> Anyway right, right Long story short um,
1: I got to say Brian your new chimney isn't exactly uh conducive for Santa climbing down. SDA
0: compliant. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh yeah, well, you know, uh Santa's magic, you know, will work. It's true. Okay, we're hoping. Okay. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. I don't uh, know. I hope so too. I hope so too because otherwise it's going to be a long a blue long, Christmas. Long, it's going to be a blue Christmas. <laughs> Indeed. Uh we love you Santa. Um <laughs> Okay, so uh, let's get started with the episode, Glenn. Uh, uh, we're gonna start as we always do, Glenn, with the drink of the week. Um, the drink of the week. And this uh, this week, Glenn, um, you know, I went to the store. I went to the a section where they sell uh, that make your own six pack. Right. You know. And so after staring at the refrigerator for about thirty minutes, um, this one. I, I I moved a couple bottles back in the fridge, and in the back there was this this one which I've had before. which we've had before. Yes, at a restaurant in town that we used to go to, and uh, should, should we talk about why we don't go in there more, Brian? Yeah, well, I guess we should. There there was a restaurant here in town, right? Uh, called uh, maybe we should change Troublers. Well, it, it, uh, it would be called um, it's called Bankers. It used to be called Bankers, and. Uh, <laughs> And th- this restaurant used to have a really good lunch special. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing. Best pizza in town. Best pizza in town. I, that's hard to say, but it's true. It was true. It was great pizza. It was true. Was great pizza. So, over lunch, they would have the special. It was like, was it $5 for a pizza or something? Yeah, it was $5 for a delicious pizza. And they had, I think, I want to say, a dollar off all draft beers or something like that. Yeah,
1: they had. Yeah, it was like some of them were two. Or yeah, two, I mean, yeah. Like that. So, you could, yeah, get so
0: a, you could get a pizza and a beer for, you know, seven, eight bucks. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, we moved most of our business meetings from <laughs> Henry T's to uh, our, to lunch business meetings. Right, right. To right. Uh, bankers and. Right. Uh, then they got. They decided they were gonna. There's a whole foodie craze taking over the world. Yes, like the whole foodie thing. Local suppliers. Uh. Crazy, crazy meals put together. You know, whatever. Uh, you get to find out where the rabbit was from. Right. Talk right, to right. talk to his parents. You know. Right. that You. Uh, no. Did
1: he eat organic carrots? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, and so they turned themselves. They re- reinvented themselves. And after months, into in this other restaurant. And the first thing I was talking to an employee that worked there. The first thing I asked her was, "They still have the pizza?" Mm-hmm. And she said, "No, but the menu is really good." And I was like, "No, that's it. Also, no, I don't
1: care. Also, you're dead
0: to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Last time I'm talking to you, you know." <laughs> Um, so anyway, this, this beer, the point is, this beer that we're about to partake of, it's called... It's bittersweet. It's called the Optimator. Yes. And the reason why uh, I was told that whole long-winded story was because I first had this beer while we were at this place for a very reasonable price, and it was a delicious um, compliment to the greatest pizza in town. Um, this, this Optimator is made by a company called Spotten. Spaten. And, uh. German? It's what? German. Okay. Okay. And you, you'll have to forgive me because I don't know much about, I don't know anything. I know next to nothing mm-hmm. about, um, how to pronounce German things. So mm-hmm. I probably laughably, or laughably mispronounced that name. Um, it, it, Brian, it looks like Spatin. Spatin. Um, uh, <laughs> Optimator. Uh, optimator. <laughs> optimator. Opti- 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 optimator. Optimator. <laughs> um, so, okay, but. Right. Okay, so this is a um, this is a Doppelbach one, right? This is a Doppelbach and um, Lucy translated that means two box, Two box. And apparently um, the original name for this beer uh, was called in I want to say ein einbuck einbuck and it sounded like Bach, which is the name for goat. <laughs> so I think that that's kind of the entomology of the name. So nice. oftentimes time you'll see on a Bach, you'll see a picture of a goat on the label. Um, or two goats. Yeah, and I want to make sure. I I might be. Yeah, Einbach, Einbeck, Einbeck, mm-hmm. uh, mispronounced as Einbach, which is a billy goat. Um, and so that <laughs> that that kind of. Uh, oh, what do you bet it was the Americans that did it? Right. Well, probably it's probably two podcasters
1: from Canada <laughs> uh, back in the day. Hey, hey, we're Midwesterners. We have non-regional diction.
0: Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a you know it's very we didn't vernacular. say
1: like. Oh, I got the the
0: Doppelbock here, yeah, yeah. or you know, the 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 Doppelbock, the Doppelbock. Nope. Um, but I I found I was I was reading about this company because I wanted to know a little bit uh, about it before I drank their beer, which you should, you know, everybody. Before knows you that. drink a beer, you mm-hmm. should probably know more about, it. like the foodie sure. thing. You know, you want to know where the rabbit came from. <laughs> so um, this one, I, on their about page, they in the middle they have this page. It's like all about their company, and in the middle of the page, they stop everything and they say. German purity law Okay. in 1516 Duke Wilhelm IV of Bavaria issued the so-called purity law Glenn uh, and this decreed that from then on beer was only allowed to be brewed from malt, hops, and water. Nothing else nothing more malt, hops, and water. And since then Spaten has brewed its beers with strict adherence to the purity law uh, of 15 of 1516. And that's quality you can taste Glenn. Wow. Um, so, yeah. A 500-year... A 500, 500 years? Been brewing this beer? Two, a couple of years, it'll be
1: 500. Yeah. yeah. According to the... Wow. Yeah, the purity law, 1516. So, this is how you know a country is really into their beer, is when the, the, the Duke... Did you say he's a he Duke? No. he Yeah, yeah Duke. The Duke yeah. passes a law that says, this is how we make German beer. Got it, people? Yeah. And In now, a back then, you know, 1500s, they didn't have, you know... Purity. government oversight they didn't right. have
0: purity yeah <laughs> this was a new concept in the 1500s like so guys we're gonna go in a different direction okay you know how we've been doing things not very pure yeah but we're gonna go it's it's the 1500s hey guys. it's a new century enlightenment people exactly we're gonna go pure <laughs> so from impure to pure um so that's what the duke did duke Wilhelm. The third and fourth.
1: I'm I'm a fan of this guy. I want to. Yeah. I would have. I bet he had a lot of policy that was really good. Yeah.
0: I think so. Well, I mean, judging by this one, I, I'm like breakfast. Him. Yeah. Eggs and bacon. Yeah. All right. That's it. It's, it's not it. breakfast. Otherwise, it's a decree. I decreed it. It's called a snack. Yeah. Or a, I don't know, <laughs> lunch. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, Duke. Okay. Duke. Um. Is this, is this a twisty or is this? No. I, I. I. My. My wager would be it's going to be a. According to German purity Popper. bottling laws. Exactly. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the uh, Optimator. Optimator. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. yeah. Wow. That is good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. It's very malty, you know?
1: I don't know if I've ever had that, Brian.
0: It's good, man. It's a good one. Wow. This may be
1: ah, maybe the best beer we've had on the on the mm, show. It could be. It could be, Glenn. Wow, that's very. There good. There you
0: have it, folks. Spotton's Optimator. Mm-hmm. Go out there and get yourself a six pack. Mm. Um, really good stuff.
1: And then mail one to four four two three O box,
0: <laughs> and we'll drink with you. Yeah, for many weeks to come. Okay, Glenn. Mm-hmm. I before I'm going to interrupt the episode now. Okay. Okay. Again, before we get into the rest of the episode. Yes. Okay. I have important an important. This is a vital. Announcement to make, Glenn. okay, okay, okay. I don't know this though. Now I know. I'm I'm me. laying it on you right now. Okay, okay. Um, two weeks ago, yes. Episode seventeen. Okay, okay. Vision, visualize episode seventeen. I'm, I'm getting it back. Yeah. Okay. We talked about we talked about Dumb and Dumber 2, Okay. Mm-hmm. And you and I both know, Glenn, that we are we are devotees of yeah. Dumb and Dumber. I mean, we we are. You know, I don't even know how to describe how important Dumb and Dumber is to our lives, Glenn. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I would say without it I would not be where I'm at now. I wouldn't be the man sitting here. Exactly. Today. Exactly. So the point is, okay, Glenn, Lloyd so we talked about in episode seventeen, we talked about how we didn't know how. We didn't know where. We didn't know how you know, we didn't know how this is gonna happen. We had to find a way to get to the Dumb and Dumber 2 premiere. In L.A. Yep. Like we were going to get there. Okay. And so we talked about it and we hearkened back to episode six when we talked about Jim Carrey's visualization techniques. Mm-hmm. And this is where Jim Carrey, just to back up, Jim Carrey uses visualization techniques to make his dreams come true. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're talking about, you know, when he was, you know, nobody, he put a, he put a check in his wallet for $10 million and then guess what? Dumb and Dumber comes out and he gets a check for $10 million to be in Dumb and Dumber. Right. Yeah. So, Okay. So, we decided right then we're going to start using visualization techniques to get to the premiere, to make dreams come true, to get to the premiere of Dumb and Dumber, Glenn. Right? And we didn't know how. We didn't Man. know how we were going to get there. i okay? still at a loss, Brian. But, late last week, you know, I was using my visualization techniques to think about being the premiere, and I wanted to watch the trailer of Dumb and Dumber again. <laughs> so, I went to their website, and there was a little link up okay. at the top of the screen, and it was to a site called MuttCuts.com. Okay? Okay. okay. My, peer at, my curiosity was peaked. Mm-hmm. Um, by this link so I went over there Glenn and it turns out that Muttcuts.com has a it's its all about a video contest you submit a video and if if you are chosen wink uh, you will <laughs> you and I will be riding across the country from wow. New York to LA to attend the premiere of Dumb and Dumber 2 wow so you know uh, it's a breakthrough, Glenn. That's all I have to say. Our visualization techniques are working. Clearly, they're paying off at uh-huh. least. Okay, so... The universe is pointing us in the right direction. Exactly, Glenn. So, this week, I have something to give you, Glenn. Are you, oh, okay. Okay. This is... You're going to want to hold lot of this one. Okay. This is a ticket. It's an IOU? This is a ticket. Oh, okay. This is a to ticket. the Dumb and Dumber 2 premiere in... <laughs> in hollywood california uh, we'll have to take a picture of this and, and so put it on yeah we'll uh we'll take a picture of this wow. we're gonna put it on the we're gonna put it we're gonna post a gentleman podcast page we'll we'll take a picture of it we'll post a gentleman actually yes okay and uh what you're gonna want to do is you're gonna put this in your wallet plan mm-hmm. this is a ticket to the premiere mm-hmm. on november 14th and uh every every morning you gotta wake up and you get you gotta It's like it's already happened. We're already going to be there. We're already going to be wearing the tuxes. We're going to be having the canes. We're going to be walking that red carpet with Jim Carrey and uh, Lloyd Daniels. Uh, No, uh, (laughs) Lloyd (laughs) Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. (laughs) Daniels. We're going to be walking the red carpet with Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels, Glenn. Mm. And so, so, yeah. Brian, I
1: I don't mean to nitpick, Mm -hmm. but I'm visualizing the 28th
0: row. Yes, Glenn. It has to be realistic. Oh, okay, okay. okay. There's friends at Jim, Jim, okay. and Jeff Daniels. They have, they have. They You're have right. Friends and family. You're right. You know, Mary Samsonite's going to be there with her friends. Friends <laughs> and family. Twenty eighth row is not bad. Swummy. It's orchestra. Orchestra. Oh, is pretty good. Okay. So that's. It's not quite VIP, but well, you
1: know. yeah. That, so I feel bad. I know. I realized that. Um, first of all, this is a great idea. Mm-hmm. And actually, as you'll see from the picture that we'll have to post on this yes. podcast league and also it's, elsewhere. Um, it's very particular. It is. Uh the when I were when we were talking about this last episode I said, "Yeah, it's in some theater uh uh Chinese man's theater or something mm-hmm. like that." Yep. So now I feel pretty racist because it's man's Chinese
0: theater. Man's Chinese theater. Not right. Chinese, Chinese man's, man's theater. No, either. no, no. no. That yeah. been pretty Yeah. Could have no. been anybody. Uh it used to be called like Grumman's chinese theater or something like that um okay back in the day and then it changed hands several times uh i was, I was actually looking this up i actually modeled these tickets after a wizard of oz hmm. 1939 premiere ticket wow from, um, seriously the same theater yeah oh that's awesome so that's what that's modeled after um which you know the font kind of
1: mm-hmm. well I, a-
0: I i use a particular font because it's you know trying to do both you i know. like so oh um, no, no no that, that I meant the, the you know the numbers mm-hmm. and the, uh, yeah yeah the layout of the very, of it's all, the very the, wide yeah 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 I love that so, okay style. so very detailed yes as it has to be mm. because good point that's where we're gonna be Glenn so um, huge update the, the the stars are aligning we're gonna be there mm-hmm. we just have to keep visualizing and make yes. a great video and then we will <laughs> then we will be there glenn so that's it huh yeah i just i put just a, a great I, video. I put a lot of emphasis on great video because i'm expecting glenn to uh what? come on come through come through for
1: me the creative director over here
0: mm-hmm. that's right <laughs> okay hey
1: man But we could have a scene where i have my two kids strapped to the back of the car that were the mutt cut car <laughs> where we're... I don't know if that would be good for C. That would actually be great. They're actually in the back seat rolling around and they got like, you know, <laughs> mustard, mustard all up. over them.
0: <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Alright, who we're... ordered the foot long Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright. Well Okay. Well we'll work on that. So but this big is great. update. Two weeks, well big done, update. Brian. We're 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 already a, a long ways there. We still got until November and <laughs> here we are. So awesome. we're on our way. We're on our way. Hold
1: on, where's my wallet?
0: Put... Yeah, you gotta you're gonna to want to hold on to that one. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so moving on, Glenn. Moving on with the show. I just wanted to get that out of the way. Okay. Um, okay. So moving on with the show, we're gonna talk about uh, some interesting posts to Gentleman.com in the last week or so. I think it was
1: actually just this last week. Um, the uh, the first link we have up is uh, the uh, it's uh, posted by uh, gentleman member Sac Fourth or I think S A C Fourth. Maybe this is an inside thing that Brian and I. Yeah. You know like one of those things where you say it over and over and you don't understand it, but right. everyone around you can hear it
0: and they're mm-hmm. laughing at you. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's a it's a unique name. No idea, but post awesome stuff to doing with dot com. And yes. that's all that matters, Glenn.
1: Yes. The, yeah. And so this, this this is titled Uh The Ramen Grilled Cheese Recipe from Tablespoon. Mm-hmm. And essentially, um spoiler, it's a recipe for a ramen a, a grilled cheese sandwich, but instead of using bread, they are using um cooked well grilled raw grilled they somehow grilled the ramen yes um and they've also for good measure of course they've added cheese different types of cheese but for good measure to in increase the internet shareworthy uh quotient quote quotient they've added sriracha and bacon okay um so Which, foodies foodies yeah. uh you know local bacon i assume oh yeah okay local
0: yeah. sriracha uh, with sea salt yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> um, this actually—it sounds crazy, but this actually looks really good. So what they do yeah. is they they make, they prepare the ramen, boil the ramen, and they lay it in a flat container to cool in the shape of a, a like.
1: I think you know, it's actually in like one of those like um, uh, t- not tin
0: foil, uh, like alum, aluminum foil, like pan, bread pans. Yeah, things, yeah, like tossable. <clears throat> so it forms like a, a full slice of bread kind of shape. Okay. Right. So then you take that once it's cool, you take it and you grill one side of the of, of the ramen. Uh cut it in half and it, and it makes like two like it looks like two little <laughs> loaves of bread. And uh flip it over, put your sriracha, your cheese, your bacon, you know, put it on top, make it like a normal grilled cheese, and it actually looks pretty good. I was I was surprised, like I got done through the end of
1: the article and I was my mouth was watering. Yeah. I was like I was thinking about this. This is so wrong. Yeah. I should not want this at all. <laughs> but I d I kinda want to try this one. This will this will dovetail nicely to our to later in the show. hmm Uh mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna definitely need to talk about this later in the yeah, show. We're gonna, when we have a different think, it. is it the hot button? We're gonna flip the script. It's the uh it's the it's actually
0: a question from the Gentleman Mail. Okay, the mail Mailbag. Yeah. Somebody
1: wrote in and asked a question. Yeah. We're gonna have to address this again. So
0: yeah, yeah this this looks this looks amazing. Um, yeah. At first, I was like, there, there's no way this is good because I was like, how are they going to make the ramen? But then I was thinking about like a crispy outside, like like chewy inside ramen yeah. with cheese and bacon. That actually sounds pretty good.
1: Plus, the other thing they said in the article is that it's interesting because the cheese melts and like melts through, like oh. goes through all the cracks. Oh, so man. it's like that's infusing good. everything. Man. Yeah. I could,
0: I could make that. So it said he said he was worried that it was just going to be stupid and fall apart, but it said it held together really well and was really delicious. So was this you, uh, grilled
1: on an outdoor grill? Did they specify that at all? Or? They,
0: I don't know. They don't share. Because
1: Brian, you you
0: purchased a new outdoor grill this week. I did, or last week. I put it, yeah, I put it together last week, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, so step into the light. We my talked, son. yeah, we talked about. Okay, so there, there's this faction of people I've discovered. There's this faction of people, Glenn. That would say that to be a real man you gotta use charcoal to make your to, to grill your stuff. Yep. You know? That's mm-hmm. how it is. No gas grills, that doesn't exist, mm-hmm. you know? To them I say, I don't have time for that. Like I don't have time I don't have time for it. Like yeah. seriously. Where's man. your charcoal car? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Hop <laughs> into my charcoal plane. Yeah. Nope. Um, so anyway, uh but so the thing is, like, I don't have time for that nope but what i did do is purchase a weber just a two burner small it's a little two banger uh (laughs) little weber grill but i'm excited about it because it works so well it works really well it's super quick and efficient and i just evenly cooked i just want to grill the heck out of everything i want to grill everything you know ramen all right yeah yeah you know this this optimator yeah i'll throw it on there see what happens (laughs) Um, but no, I, I so it's super efficient. It's really good. So I, I've been excited about it. I'm still learning how to use it. You know, it's still you still have to kind of find your way around what works and what doesn't. Um, but it's been really cool so far. And we're going to talk about this again because when we revisit the food subject, when we're going to talk about it later. I'm going to talk about how this grill fits into that. Oh. So there's the cliffhanger for you. People, okay. You know? That's the hook. I'm going to come back around to this Ooh, grilling thing and I'm going to talk more about the Weber grill
1: that I just got. Brian and I have discovered that psychology – we're going to – if people won't listen to the entire episode, right? Which because is by the end, certain we we have seen we've seen the numbers. People, yeah, drop off is yeah. Uh, actually, we haven't. It's seen like the Mount Everest, it's you like, know. <laughs> it, yeah, except like half of Mount Everest. Except you get dropped off on top. <laughs> yeah, it's like those skiers <laughs> and, and then, yeah, that hop out of the exactly. helicopter. Yeah, exactly, Zoom. straight down. Uh, uh, so, but maybe maybe those skiers, you know, maybe they fall halfway down in this episode mm-hmm. and they don't get down quite they so don't get quickly. Quite, yeah. They got to get up and like you know,
0: uh, splint their leg splint or something. Splint their leg and hobble down the mountain. So in case they do, <laughs> you know, they You're can right. stop off and get, and 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 listen to the. Uh, the That's right.
1: The we're, hook. We're that rogue. we that rogue bush that trips you up as you fly down the mountain.
0: Exactly. On your drop there off. There was rates. there was the rogue bush. The anyway. uh, yeah. Um, second uh, second thing we're going to talk about from the uh, from that was posted this week it was pretty interesting. Is uh Posted by our good friend Ben Espin. Um, he posts a lot of great stuff. He's been on the podcast before. Um, really appreciate all the stuff you post at Gentleman.com. And he posts a lot of good articles. And this one, this Ben's is a champ. Yeah, he is. Uh, this is a, and I love his, his profile pic. is pretty awesome. Yeah. With, <laughs> the mustache going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one is called um, Hess's Triangle. And I'm, I'm a, a, my favorite city in the world, Glenn, is New York. I'm mm-hmm. a New York guy. Uh, And this is about how um, back at the uh, turn of the century, um, the city approached this guy, David Hess, and they said, we need your apartment building. We're going to condemn this whole area. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to have to take your apartment building, and you're not going to have it anymore, and we'll pay you a fair amount for it. But um, we're widening the subway and all this stuff, so we need your apartment building. But he didn't want to sell it, you know? And I can... Sympathize with that, you know. Uh, eminent domain is what they're, you know, using, and uh, yeah. Uh, so he said no, 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 no. He fought him in court, fought him in court, and then finally he fought him until the only thing he had left was a five square foot. Is it five? No, 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 no. It's a uh, 500 square inch, 500 square inch, yeah. piece of property on a street, and I think the and in the village in New York. Uh, I Greenwich Greenwich Village, um. And so what he did was he, he he paid somebody in 1922 to put a triangle here um, at this 500-square-inch spot in the middle of the sidewalk. Oh, I, I left that part of the story. I'm sorry. After, after he lost his apartment building, um, they, the city then had the nerve to approach him and ask him to kindly donate the rest of his property, which was the 500-square-inch piece of property, uh, because they wanted to widen the sidewalk. Right. And to this, of course, he said no. Uh, and and in response to that, in 1922, he paid somebody to put down a mosaic tile um, <laughs> that said "Property of the Hess Estate," which has never been dedicated for public purposes.
1: Uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta admire the moxie of this guy.
0: Yeah, and it's pretty. I, I, it's still in place. It's outside of a c- cigar shop in the village. Um, 1938, the village cigars bought it for a thousand
1: bucks. Oh, okay. So yeah. It looks. They basically say it looks about the size of a generously sliced pizza. Piece slice. of pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, uh, I think this is. On one hand, I think it's awesome, and on the other hand, I think about all the time and money this yeah. guy spent fighting this, this guy thing must that have was been gonna happen. Really, anyway. yeah, really
0: pissed about this. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, you're right. It probably took a time. I mean, it's t- they talk about lawsuits when you're fighting in eminent domain. That Man. means that you're like going up against the city. They're they're going to get. They're going to get the land, no matter what. You know, we've seen this
1: in our town in Lawrence. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sure every town in America has had this. Yeah. For the most part, if you have, you know, people driving places, yeah, they're going to they're going eventually, yeah. Yeah. Like there's a new bypass being put in south of town here Mm -hmm. that, uh, and there's actually another one south of town that going the other direct, well going perpendicular to it that uh, a few years ago was completed that. Houses yeah. were removed because of amendment
0: domain, and all yeah. that stuff. So, and that ticked a lot of people off. here. can you time. imagine how
1: much that would suck? Yeah, I mean,
0: you, like built, you have yeah. a,
1: a home that your family's lived in forever, mm-hmm. or something
0: like that. And we have to ne- put a new road. We need in, to. So. We
1: need another lane. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know. Yeah. That would just be hard. So I, I yeah. on one hand, I sympathize with this mm-hmm. guy, but on the other hand, life's too short. Yeah. Too. i Well, life is too short to. To to kind of haggle over this kind of stuff, but I, I do like the fact that he he you know, kind of got his last word in. Yeah, and it's been there since then. It's still there. So that's pretty awesome. I wish there was like a, something better that he could have used for that space. That yeah. still would have like been yeah. fun yeah. and also kind of dug at the city at the same time. Yeah. That would have been my style. I
0: yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's interesting that he chose those words. I mean, it's very... It's not very, like, inflammatory or anything like that. Maybe he was worried about if he did something too inflammatory, they'd take it away. He just wanted to, like, state his case and just leave it be, you know? Maybe. But, I mean, it's in the middle of New York, so a lot of foot traffic, so everybody's going to see that and wonder what it is. It's kind of interesting. Um,
1: It's still pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Also, this site, I will say, this site that it's on also is pretty awesome I was just going to say, I don't know anything about this Atlas Obscura site. That's the site that the link was from, Atlas Obscura. Um, But... It's it's well put together. It looks really interesting, and
1: they they have a nice little feature where you can say you can click this thing that says "I've been here," oh, or you can say "I want to go here," and you'll have to create an account. But it's still it's still kind of kind of yeah. cool concept. Mm-hmm. So they just
0: the idea is, I guess they just show kind of interesting places from around the world Obscure, and just yeah. a little bit of story behind them. Yeah, yeah. so pretty cool. Uh, so check out Alice Obscura if you had a chance. Um, has this Triangle. Um,
1: well done, Mister Espin.
0: The yeah. next tack
1: has, um, is brought to us by, this is the episode 19? Episode 19. So let me just do some quick math here. He has been on the, so if I do, okay, 19. Oh, yes, he's been on 19, on 19 episodes. episodes, episodes um, of general yeah, Podcast um, for, for tax that he's posted, right? Yeah. The, the infamous um, Razorback has posted a link from the Atlantic titled, The Importance of Eating Together.
0: Mm-hmm. And Brian, I thought this was really interesting. Um, yeah, I really... I, I, you know, this one really stuck out to me because I, I can appreciate the the idea behind this. And, and, and basically, it's just talking about how um, this guy was a part of family. They always ate together. You know, like as a family, they'd always have their meals. And then his mother passed away and his brother uh, went to go study in New Zealand. And so it was just him and his dad. And there's a weird kind of... Um, you know the the rest of the family does it doesn 't seem to make sense anymore to like sit down and have dinner, so they found themselves kind of getting fast food on their own and doing their own thing for meals and Then one day, his dad came down and said, You know what we we should that was stupid. we should eat together you know that's that's we need to do that and yeah. it, and it talks about how they found themselves talking about more things. You know, and having some time together that they wouldn't have had without having those meals together. And I've actually been thinking about this a lot because, um, you know, I find my like Laura and I kind of sit down to have dinner or something like that, and we'll like sit down and watch TV together or something right. like that. And in in the house we have now, we have a, a full on dining room. And one of the things that I was really excited about with the house actually, which is kind of weird, was that I was like, oh, we have, you know, formal dining rooms are kind of seen as like a antiquated you know. Yeah, part of the house or whatever. But I was actually really excited about that because yeah. I wanted to like sit down with Laura and have a meal together and not have the television on and like yeah. you know, have that focus time focus on each other. Yeah, exactly. And so the article talks about how like there's all these studies that say that, you know, families that eat together, um, you know, like uh, th- there's more of a closeness with them. That the 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 kids are more likely to not be you know, obese, yeah. you know, obese ruffians, and and you know, right. you know stuff like that. Um, and they have a, a bunch of different you know theories about why that is. But I mean, I think it's pretty obvious why that is when it comes down to it. You know, when you're sitting there and you have that time, it's a community that you have with the people that are close to you. If you have that, it's a daily kind of thing that grounds you. I think that that's probably a pretty important thing. So,
1: yeah, it, I think I mean, yeah, the the concept is great. I know growing up, I I don't know about you, we my my family always had meals together. See, we didn't, and no. maybe that's one of my things. That's why you're a ruffian. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you really didn't have meals together. I mean, kind of. Not really. It was. It was. We never had like a dining room table. We never sat mm. down together. I mean, we we always kind of did our own things. But I think you know I, I've been around other people that have had you know like like friends and and other people that have invited me to their houses where they that was a thing you know yeah. and they they had me over there and I think that just through seeing those experiences yeah. I think not having that growing up and then seeing how some families did that mm-hmm. was really important to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know what it is, but sometimes in life, you know, I kind of see something and I'm like, that's that's something that's really important that you should do. Yeah. Even if I wasn't brought up that way, I'm like, that, I can see why that's an important thing for a family to do together. And I could immediately just, just being a part of it for a few minutes was something that I, it stuck out to me. as like, that's something that I always want to do, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I um i never i hadn't really thought about it much actually Mm -hmm. until i read this article but yeah that was that was a really important time for me because you know growing up i actually i didn't i didn't really appreciate at the time you know when you're a kid yeah you
0: You don't want to sit why can't we watch tv yeah why can't we do that you know but yeah
1: it's it's really good for families Mm -hmm. um and plus i think we did it because on my dad's side of the family he came from you know, Missouri rural, rural Missouri. You mm-hmm. know, farmers. Yeah, and so the big thing was eating a family family meal. The yeah. day. I mean, it was yeah. Sunday meals. Everything was kind of centered around a meal, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a big cultural. Still is for yeah. for my dad's family. So mm-hmm. It's a big cultural thing. So. Yeah. Um,
0: well, they talk about they they lit, like when they talk about the French culture where they say that you know you don't eat alone, you eat with other people, and you don't rush through your meal. You take your time mm-hmm. and you enjoy it, and you you know mm-hmm. whatever. So it's a big you know in a lot of countries like you know the the meal together is sacred, and you you know you don't yeah. watch t v you like yeah <clears throat> it's about the the bond that you have with that other person while you're sharing yeah you know, your meal and stuff like that so man um, yeah, I you know
1: got a two year old no three year old daughter and mm-hmm. and you know a lot of times we'll eat meals you know watching a show or something like mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. and recently we had actually started you know eating our meals at the table mm hmm And it's a big difference. Like, it's a big... You
0: just feel... I don't know. I think that there's... I think, you know, television and all these different distractions. Television, phones, everything. You know, all the technology and stuff like that. I think it's really awesome. But I think that there's a tendency to just not have any boundaries for it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I really think that, you know, you should... I mean, especially if I had a family, man. Mm -hmm. I'd be like... So, I mean... I would definitely be sitting down with them and having a meal and just Uh talking for an hour. Uh I mean, go back to your television, go back to all the technology, go back to all of it, Uh but put it away for a little bit and just let's sit down and talk, you know? Kids,
1: these are the most popular texts from today.
0: (laughs) Yeah, seriously.
1: What do you think? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so anyway it's you know
1: it, i like the ramen burger yeah the ramen
0: <laughs> Are well i feed them a ramen burger for the, <laughs> for the meal of the day you know uh yeah anyway not to get too heavy-handed here but right. the, the the point is I, I thought that was a really cool article and it it makes a lot of sense and it hit home for me because i mm-hmm. um something i've been kind of thinking about just with the you know dining room and you yeah. know, kind of how i want to how I want to spend every day, you know, that's what I think about a lot. How mm-hmm. how do I want to, you know, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? What how mm-hmm. you know what, the what bigger I, yeah? What question. can I do to kind of in the bigger picture to to make a better use of my time for mm-hmm. for stuff? And if you're sitting here watching a television show while you're eating, you could be sitting there and like talking to that person that you really care about, and you know, yeah. finding out more about their day, and and you know, having you know, having a conversation and making each other laugh. So something yeah, really valuable there that kind of gets swept under the rug sometimes and thank you to Razorback for bringing it out at the forefront like a lot of awesome stuff that he's done on Gentleman.com a legend um, a legend absolutely a legend Razorback is And we really appreciate his contributions and everything like that um Brian speaking of legends speaking of legends Glenn it's time for the Gentleman Toast and this week, uh, you know, we, uh, we're going to do something a little bit different this week. Uh, you know, a lot of times we do a historical figure. You know, we've done Weird Al Yankovic, another historical figure. <laughs> um, no, uh, Weird Al's awesome. But um, so th- this week... Usually we go back in time is what you were saying. Yeah, but okay, this is a little different thing. and I never thought about using the, the toast this way is to like toast somebody that's done something really awesome recently. Yes. You know, which is what we're doing this week. Uh, and this, I wanted to talk about this a few episodes ago, but this is, this is actually a great turn of events that allows me to, to talk about it. More yeah. I'm now. glad we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. glad we didn't either because I want to toast Adam Carolla because he has they probably the, the second most popular podcast in the world next to the gentleman podcast. Right. Exactly. Yes. But, um, so he has one of the most popular podcasts in the world. We'll
1: put him in top three.
0: Yeah. And uh, he recently got sued by a patent troll, and for those of you who don't know, patent troll is something that doesn't really do anything as a company, but what they do is they have they get a hold of or they own some old patents on very ambiguous technology, mm-hmm. and then they go after people that make money on this technology that really they don't have any you know Legal right to to claim, but they have a very vague, ambiguous patent from 20 years ago, and it allows them to sue them. And then typically people settle out of court
1: and, just to avoid, just
0: to avoid, and they make millions of dollars off it, and that's how it goes. Well, somebody—they're they're basically like the scum of the earth, yeah, yes. essentially, yeah. So they this there's this one company that sued Adam Carolla because they were going to start going after. They saw podcasting as a like rising media. And they wanted to go after and get a hold of it so that they could get some money off it, and then they could get royalties from every podcaster that could make a podcast for the rest of time. Um, And so they sued Adam Carolla. And typically, like everybody else, this company has sued has settled out of court. Right. So they've been making a ton of money. It was going to open up the floodgates for them to make money off podcasts.
1: Yeah. Also, the the, uh, the it's interesting to note that they're suing Adam. They initially sued Adam Carolla in a Tiny little town in Texas, which Mm -hmm. has like a very favorable. It's like what? Two to. It's like 60% of all cases tried there, or something like that, Mm -hmm. in patent patent troll cases, favor the patent troll as opposed to so he sued him in this tiny little town in Texas so it's like no surprise what he's trying to do here right this patent troll in mm-hmm.
0: question sorry I didn't mean her up right no no, no. <clears throat> you didn't no know that's a good point out. no that's a good point so so yeah the, the, they even went to the extent of setting up offices in this tiny town in Texas even though there's no physical presence for their, this company yeah. in that town but they
1: don't have a company they that, just sue people for the company but that,
0: that town gets revenue from having those things come in and yeah. you know etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera. it's a whole thing and it's no problem most of the time because most of the people just settle, you know, settle out right. of court. Well, Adam Carolla said, no, we're not going to settle. I'm, in fact, I'm going to fight you head on, which is what not many companies actually do. They don't mm-hmm. get into litigation because it's super expensive. But Adam Carolla said, you know, his podcast, although they make some money, it's a small business. They have a few employees. He's really a small business. And this guy is, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit down and take this stuff. So what he did was he took it to a crowdfunding website tried to raise a bunch of money to fight him, and then in the you know uh, in the course of doing that it's garnered like all this publicity. And so there's a ton of negative publicity on this guy's you know, the CEO of this company whose name is Brad Little. Yes. So Brad Little's company. If you're listening, Brad, <clears throat> we don't like you very much, sir. That's right. You can just stop this podcast right now. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Give us a bad rating. Yeah, exactly. We don't care. <laughs> um anyway, so the, the, the company is called Personal Audio, and they claim to have a patent on the use of episodes to distribute content on the Internet. Through playlists, right? Is it in the playlist specifically? Well, it who says, cares what it is it specifically? It says that they're basically they're, they're, they're going to sue networks like ABC and NBC because right. they use episodes to distribute content on the Internet. Episodes. To so distribute.
1: basically everybody who has something on the Internet could mm-hmm. be sued right now. This includes Gentlemen.
0: Yeah, they okay. could sue us for this podcast
1: Yep, uh, you know, so This is ridiculous Anyway, so,
0: anyway, so basically what happened was They, they say that they um, Started looking through The financials of Adam Carolla's podcast And realized that it really Wasn't worth their time to sue them once they found out that he wasn't gonna just lay down and pay him. I don't know how many millions of dollars they asked for, mm-hmm. but they said like, well, if we sue you, you don't have enough money for us to really, you know, whatever. <laughs> but the reality of the situation is they don't wanna. They, they don't want this to continue. They don't want all this spotlight being shined on them. They want to get out of this thing,
1: which is surprising to me because they're patent trolls. Like their exactly. job is to be yeah. the the thing that you scrape
0: off the bottom of your shoe at the end of the day. Like yeah. that's their job. The great thing about this article is it really kind of gives you a window into the mindset of one of these people. The The, the point of this article that just happened was that the uh, patent troll actually said, oh, no, never mind. We'll drop the suit. You don't, you don't make it – we're not going to get enough not, money out yeah, of this. Yeah, we're not going to so make enough money off it. this. So we're just going to go ahead and drop this suit. And then Adam Carolla, which is awesome, was like, oh, no, 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 no. No, we're going to keep this suit going actually. Uh,
1: we're going to see this thing through. there's a line from Aladdin which I watched today with my daughter. Oh, did you rub my lamp?
0: Did you wake me up? yeah seriously I don't think so <laughs> exactly <laughs> so so anyway, so then this this patent troll comes back and he says, the fact of the matter is that Adam Carolla is asking people to donate money to him for a lawsuit that he no longer needs to defend. We would like his listeners to understand this situation when deciding whether or not to donate additional money to its cause. <laughs> He, he also says that getting his fan base to continue to donate this legal, to his legal fund is a cynical exploitation of the publicity power that he enjoys as an entertainer, Glenn. He, how <laughs> dare he? How dare... Look,
1: guys, before you donate to Adam Carolla...
0: Yeah. All right? Th- yeah. Think we gotta... about
1: how... What were we thinking, You're Glenn? throwing your money away. Why would you want to hurt a poor defenseless patent troll? What were we thinking? We were defending this guy? This, this is great because, Brian, because now the internet rises up and yeah. says, Oh, not only is this guy a patent troll and being a... There's kids listening, so I'll just say turd. Yeah. Um, there's probably not kids listening. Well... They could be listening. They might be passing by, walking through. Uh, This is a kid-friendly show. It is. Uh, This this man is a turd. Mm -hmm. And uh, the internet, you know, the fact that he's trying to dissuade people who would want nothing more than to not only beat this guy, but also turn the knife a little bit for any patent trolls in the future, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like setting a precedent, which is what he's trying to, I mean, later in the article they talk about that. There's... He, they said the the patent trolls company said that there wasn't enough money in podcasting. Right. Adam Carolla is supposedly the best, and blah blah. and There was right. just wasn't enough money, right? Um, and so, first of all, I want to know how they found that out. Mm-hmm. How do how do you how do you get that information? Is that Not part a of the company? Uh, so yeah. yeah. Two, they said that they're going to go after media, bigger media conglomerates, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I, I I fundamentally hate everything that this man stands for. Yeah. Um, so anything Adam Carolla does, in my, I love the fact that he just, he said, no, no, not only are, am I not going to, you know, drop this, we're going to
0: raise money and fight you tooth and nail. Yeah. And hopefully just bleed you. Yeah. Well, it, they, they list other companies like Apple and stuff like that that have just, I mean, they're just to the point with the, the lawsuits that they, they just take, I mean, they just pay it. You know, it's those, quicker and easier. It's and, quicker and easier and it's it makes financial sense. And mm-hmm. that's what the whole system is built off of mm-hmm. is... Anyway, so I really appreciate the fact that, you know, in the age of all this stuff, Adam Carolla did the exact right thing, reached out to all his fans, reached out to the Internet and said, help me with this. We're going to go fight this guy. And it worked. And now the, uh, the guy has awakened the, the sleeping monster and uh, the sleeping monster is going to not stop until the guy gets his butt kicked out there.
1: Also, Adam Carolla is a very smart guy. Mm-hmm. He's savvy. He's been around yeah. across many different platforms mm-hmm. and different types of shows and mediums yeah. to know what works and how to get people to respond to things. Yeah. I mean, there, there was the
0: show with the man Dr. Show. Drew. Well, I was right. going to say the show with Dr. Oh, Drew right. was like the radio show. Where is, that he,
1: the, is that the Love Line?
0: Yeah, Love Line with Dr. Yeah. Drew. And then he did the Man Show. And yeah. now he's doing the podcast thing. So yeah. he's just kind of out there doing all this stuff. Yeah. So Bad form, Pat and Troll. Yeah. Well, well, well done, Adam. uh, Brad Little, Brad Little, uh, Personal Audio LLC. So, Personal Audio. Hmm. There you go. Well, Um, anyway, that's that's uh, that's not that, Glenn. That was that that makes you just get you angry. Just get you all riled up. See, go ahead. The, I was just gonna say this episode is all about the
1: guys with Moxie, right? You had the 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 Hess Estate who who makes the triangle on mm-hmm. the
0: sidewalk. Yeah, we have Adam Corolla. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I was gonna say this episode is all about an emotional roller coaster. Oh, okay. We start out, you know, joking around. <laughs> and we like talk about our high hopes with Dumb and Dumber Two, and we're like getting up there, and then we're joking around, and then we bring it back down to sentimental with the family thing. Right, right, right. And then we're now we're like. Uh-huh. You know, building up with the anger. You this to, is the, this they, is the loop right here. We're yeah, going through exactly. the loop. We're just like all the emotional ranges. You know, we're getting every single one of them. Patent trolls, exactly. So anyway, patent trolls. Man, man, it's terrible, terrible stuff. Okay, Glenn, but you know what time it is? Uh, I do know what time it is. It's time for the uh Hum-body topic. topic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we did it finally.
0: Uh, <laughs> Um, Glenn, you and I are both, you know, along with Dumb and Dumber, there's, there's one other movie that we always talk about all yes. the time. We always talk about this movie for yep. a lot of reasons, uh, basically because it's one of the best movies ever made. Yes. Um, and the movie's called Twister. Yeah. Okay. And it's about the extreme. Yes. Bill who, Paxton. Bill Paxton, who is a, uh, you know, he's a renegade storm chaser. Right. And he's coming back to the fold for one more, one more go at it down in Oklahoma to chase these crazy storms with Spice, cow- spicy co-star Helen Hunt, Helen Hunt chasing fly, like flying cows, you know all kinds of stuff. No spoiler alerts here, but you know Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman cows fly as Dusty, you know yes. Dusty. I, I
1: always, I always hoped that they would make a spinoff movie with just Dusty. I, you know, me Dusty's too. Chronicle, you know. Yeah,
0: you know, I was hoping for Twister 2. Guess we can have like, that now. Most like <laughs> Dumb and Dumber Two, but that's never gonna happen, yeah. but so one of the never, say they, never what, right? Okay, well, so this company doesn't—they—they don't—they're not going to come out and say that it's a sequel to Twister. But what this—what this—what this movie represents is them taking the formula of Twister and throwing in some special effects mm-hmm. twenty years later. Twenty years later, and trying to make it a you know a box office smash. And this movie's called Into the Storm, Glenn. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, my my question to you mm-hmm. is. Is this the worst idea in the history of cinema, or is it simply a terrible idea? <laughs> does it want. To, I, I didn't catch the wording when you said that to me. Yeah. Um, we have such an emotional attachment to Twister.
1: I know. If we, uh, let me let me play Devil's Advocate here. Okay. Let me replace. Right. Let, me, let me not replace. Let me let me remove my attachment to Twister. That's hard to do, man. I'm having a do hard time. an out of body experience here. Okay. I'm overfloating the corner okay. of the room above your fireplace. Okay. okay? Yep. And I'm out here, and I'm looking down mm-hmm. at us, and I'm thinking about Twister, okay? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I'm thinking about End of the Storm.
0: Okay. Okay? Okay.
1: And it's... Look, Hollywood is about formulas, right? Right. Tried and true formulas. They don't mm-hmm. want to lose money.
0: Yeah. Twister true.
1: made a lot of money. And mm-hmm. what was Twister? Twister was this crazy movie mm-hmm. with crazy special effects for 1994. Mm-hmm. Um... Soundtrack by Van Halen. Yes, Van mm-hmm. Halen. You had Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Um... So I,
0: I don't know, man. I think I think Hollywood looks at that and they say, "Okay, we got that formula, right? Let's build something else off of this." And, thing.
1: and you got to remember, like when when Twister came out, everybody was like, "Okay, this is so this is so outlandish. Mm-hmm. Like th- this is so unreal. This would never happen. Can you be inside of a tornado while it flies over you and look yeah. up at it? Mm-hmm. No, like all these things. You, I mean, the movie. I, I hate to, I really hate to say this, Brian." The, the movie Twister is not based on fact. Well, that's true.
0: And, and that's true. But the, the, it's, that's not the point, Glenn. Well, the point the point okay. is the writing and the, the oh. soundtrack and the story and the special effects. The cows and the... The cows. The extreme. Yeah. And Meg. M- and, you know, Dusty. The whole thing. You can't replicate that. That's magic. That's movie magic, Glenn. It is. That's what that is.
1: But that's the difference, Brian. I, I predict the end of the storm will not do as well as Twister. Yeah. Wow. And that is because of the things that you just listed. That's right. right. You had your, your, your supporting cast includes the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Supporting cast. That's a support. Helen yeah. Hunt. Yeah. Bill Paxton. Their mm-hmm. dialogue is priceless. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Witty. Storyline. Uh, you yeah. know, and you have, you know, uh, Bill Paxton's fiance, mm-hmm. you know, who's done other things too yeah I think uh, <laughs> Seinfeld episode I think anyway so what I'm getting at is is that it's not look you, uh, this expression right you don't sell the sizzle I that's mean you right. don't sell the steak you sell the sizzle that's right right, Th- right now within the storm they're selling the sizzle, sizzle but there's no, no steak. steak they've got like carne asada on the grill yeah. okay uh, they've got a little skirt steak Twister pulled the steak out it's a ribeye
0: yeah exactly
1: that cow that was fine yeah they pulled it down they cut it up and they threw it on the grill yeah a big giant
0: t-bone yeah alright so <laughs> yeah. I can't get too worked up about it yeah that's true that's true you know it's wh- like the patent troll man you just gotta let it slide <sighs> you know you gotta let it roll off your back
1: I'm not willing to, to to spend money for a a, a, a triangle piece of concrete in mm. New York you yeah know, saying, okay you don't fight it okay I'm not gonna fight going. it
0: Brian don't fight it yeah I love twister and that's okay don't beat him join him yeah I'm
1: not gonna well, yeah I am gonna join I am yeah. gonna go see it with my family
0: I'm gonna go see it probably too.
1: <laughs> but the, just the tornado was on fire the I have to fire, see it the fire tornado they took it a step <laughs>
0: further I'm interested to see it they kicked I, it up a notch yeah um, just so we
1: can say that was never as
0: good as Twitter yeah exactly now I know yeah exactly you know um, or we could protest <gasps> Dude, we, yes! should get, yeah, we should get signs and say, you know, what do we want? Twister. Yeah. Twister 2. When do we want it? Now. We'll say, yeah, because we'd be like all the protesters. Like, what do we you want? Know. The extreme. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there we go. So we just need to make some signs and form a picket line <laughs> out front of the local theater. No one, including Steve, yeah. gets to see into the store. Yeah. Boo. They'll be like, uh, you know, the picket breakers. You know, the picket, picket line breakers. <laughs> you know, we'll stop. We'll throw, like... Scabs. Yeah, we'll throw. Some, yeah, yeah, throw some fake cows at them mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, cow dung. Yeah, I could. I could. There get you go. That. Yeah. Okay. I know farm I know people who have farms. <sighs> okay, we got that figured out. <laughs> yeah. Into the storm. Not gonna fly in Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah. Brad. That's a good. That's a good hook right there. <clears throat> anyway. So. Um. And then we'll maybe at the like last showing we'll like put the signs down and then just like sneak into the theater. Yeah. Yeah. To get some popcorn. <clears throat> Yeah, coke. Some. Hey, hey, did
1: you get the cop stoppers?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Glenn, uh, our drop-off rate is-, is yeah. There's no one listening <laughs> in, anymore, so we're free to talk about the question from the gentleman mailbag from this week. Um, and Glenn, and I searched through the mailbag, the gentleman mailbag this week, and they a lot of, a lot of stuff sent to PO Box 442305, Lawrence Canada 66044 <laughs> this week. Um, a lot of stuff, but. You know, I was you know, I saw this one. And I was like, "Wow, this is a really interesting question." And so, the question is: um, I recently read about Dwayne the Rock Johnson's Twelve Labors diet, um, and it got me wondering: What do you guys think about diets? And have you ever hopped on the diet fad train? And so, what, what this person's asking is: There's this. There's this. Uh, okay, so uh, the Rock Dwayne Johnson is in this movie called Hercules. It's coming out. And in order... Okay, so The Rock, already a pretty imposing figure. He already has a pretty, you know, like... His, his nickname is The Rock. Yeah. Okay, so already pretty big guy. But in order to do this film, Hercules, mm-hmm. apparently, he went through one of these, like, superhero, like, workout regimens, you know, like, Batman guy, you know, Batman. Yeah, yeah. All the ones where, like, you know, Superman and, like, Thor and all these guys, yeah. like, have to get, like, massive really quick. So this... So The Rock... Undertook such a thing and, and he actually like, published like what he ate every day to, to get this thing done you know so the guy like worked out for two hours and he also ate seven meals a day and he came out and he talked about what what he ate every day and he said that there was a little bit of variance but mostly it was the exact same thing every day seven meals um yeah this is
1: this is brutal I'm looking at the menu right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, meal one for example is a 10 ounce fillet mm-hmm which I could get behind. Yes. Uh, this four, is breakfast, by this, the way. Well, this is first breakfast. Yes. 10-ounce filet mm-hmm. with four egg whites, five ounces of oatmeal or cream of wheat. Yep. And that's that's meal one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, he, there's seven meals in each day, right? Yeah. Right? So, so every two hours. Just about every two hours. Yeah. Uh, meal two, eight ounces of chicken, two cups white rice, one cup broccoli. Mm-hmm. All right. Starting to get a little... I mean, it's what? It's, it's uh, 10 o'clock now. Yep. Uh, it's kind of full. Okay. Your first lunch is fish. You know, eight ounces of fish, two cups of white rice, one cup of spinach. So, Brian, you were saying it's basically a protein, a carbohydrate, mm-hmm. and a
0: green and vegetable. Green vegetable, which is what they say is like the, the best fuel for like working out a bunch. Yeah. is like, like, I mean, that's a lot of, I mean, that's a lot of each, but essentially every meal... It, and he does seven of these is basically protein vegetable carbohydrate yeah know, and just hammers that home um i that it's i could get behind this i could really do that's a good diet like i that those are all things that seven i like meals not seven meals i couldn't do seven okay um you know but maybe like four i could do like that um they asked yeah. him they asked him if like that seven meals was like laborious like if it it kind of like got to be a drag and um he said that everything except for the 7th. He said that by the 7th one, it had been like it was <laughs> the end of the day and he was like really tired and he had to sit there and eat, you know, the 7th meal which is like which is a protein shake, 10 egg whites with onions, peppers and mushrooms. And uh he just said by the end of the day, he just he just wanted to go to sleep. He didn't want to eat anymore, but he he had to, you know. Um and he also, like I said, he worked out for two two hours a day. And he did this for six months. So he had followed this diet exactly, pretty much, for six months. And he also says, they asked him if, like, he once in a while had some pizza or kind of, did, you know, whatever. And he's like, no. He's like, literally, they had, like, high-definition cameras. And if he, like, ate a piece of pizza, he said it would show up on his body. Like, they were, they would, like, photograph every what? part of his body to make sure that, like the the diet was working and it was doing what it needed to do, and so he said if he if he had even a little bit of something that was off that diet, that you could they would actually be able to see it in like <laughs> two days later, be able to see. That's how crazy. Two it days was. later, yeah. Well, I don't know if they said two days, but they said like they would immediately be able to see that the effect of having something that was different from that diet.
1: See, I've, when I, I feel like after I eat like pizza or something, mm-hmm. like I feel I'm like. Yeah, I I have more fat on me now. Like, yeah, I feel, you know, you, can you feel. feel, it. feel mm-hmm. I don't. I thought that was
0: psychological, but apparently, I you know, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> um, I this you know that's why I'm excited about my grill. So coming full circle, we talked mm. about the Weber grill and everything like that. I'm that's why I'm excited about my grill because I actually do want to eat more stuff like this, where it's just like you know, baked potato, grilled, you know, whether fish, chicken, you know, steak. Yeah, and a, a green vegetable, and just you know, hammer that home. Like different variations of it, you know, whatever. Um, I, yeah, that's, that's what I. And I, I like all those foods. That's what I really like to eat anyway. It's just you know, when you go out, you find yourself eating whatever, and you don't know what's yep. in it, and all this stuff. And so, uh, the grill, the the efficiency of it, the point of it is that it allows me to be able to grill something up really quick. That you know, I can. Easily prepare and make and clean up and be done with it and go on with the rest of my night and still, you know. Yeah.
1: And also, yeah, exactly. I like it because, I like the grill because you, there's no pots
0: and pans, right? You just throw it on the... Right.
1: Clean up is like a wire brush. Right. Wire brush. 10 seconds. Yeah.
0: Bam. Turn it up to 500 for a few minutes before you start grilling and then bring it back down and you're good to go. Yeah. Man. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I... this diet looks crazy. I don't know if I could eat that much in a day.
0: Well, they say like all the workout stuff says, like you want to have several small meals every day. This is like several kind of big meals, actually. That's <laughs> what he's doing. But he but, also I mean, he's, put on. He's like this guy is mad. I mean, if you see pictures of him in Hercules, he's massive. I mean, he was I already, thought he was CGI'd. Yeah. Uh, well, it's apparently not. But I was always wondering about you know how they they talk about how that guy. Um, Who's the Who's the Batman dude? Um, ben Affleck? No. The new Batman? No. Oh, old, Christian Bale? Christian Bale. Yeah. Oh, he was in this one movie, and I can't remember. The Machinist. The Machinist. Where he weighed like 130 yeah. or twenty. pounds. Have you ever seen that? No. Oh, man.
1: You, I've you, seen stills from it where he, he just looks
0: gaunt. And that's, yeah. So he they say that he went from that to being in Batman in like, I don't know what it was, eight months or something? Nine months, yeah. Yeah, eight or nine months, a year maybe. And I've always just been curious about that. And I don't know, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting because I re- I, w- I've always wondered if, if you had a meal, if you had a chef preparing a daily meal like this, you know, cause that's the thing, there's a lot of people that work out and they try to watch their, their, you know, intake of this and that and whatever. But I've always heard that if you want to have like really, you know, well, you know, efficient results mm-hmm. that you have to be religious about your diet. Right. So I've always been curious if you had a chef that was there to create a meal plan like this and you didn't have to do any of it. You do not have to clean oh, up man. or anything. You just show up and you eat that meal seven times a day and then you go work out. I've always wondered if that's... It'd be pretty awesome. it, yeah, it would be awesome. <laughs> um, I always wondered what that would do, you know? And so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's something to it. That's the, that's
1: the hardest part is the preparation. and like Exactly. But if you just have to, like, walk, you know... Walk in the door,
0: eat the food, go. In,
1: in college, you know, you had the cafeteria, right? So you yeah. just go into the cafeteria and... Yeah.
0: Don't have to think about preparing it. Right. Grab it, consume it, mm-hmm. leave. But I mean, you know, with that food, or even if you go out to a restaurant, you you never know. I mean, you might be getting like a yeah, like a like a, a fish that's been like doused in butter, and then you're eating that. You know what I mean? I or, hope it's been doused in butter. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like you know, this is like <laughs> this is like a specifically right. like He's, geared you know like yeah. low fat you know meal towards one specific goal. So I don't know. So, so the, the the question that the reader had
1: was, have we ever hopped on this diet pad?
0: Yeah. I don't no. know. If,
1: I mean, have I pay ever, attention to this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. well, not diet. I don't know. I, I guess you call it diet. Yeah. Like how you eat, basically. Yeah. Lifestyle, yeah, yeah. how you eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've kind of tried different things over the years just mm-hmm. to see what. Well, yeah. And lately it's just been kind of whatever, like, I don't know, whatever makes me feel the best. Right, right. Like I noticed, like. If I eat a loaf of bread, I feel awful. Yeah. Like, I just feel terrible. Yeah. And then I'm hungry in, like, an hour. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah, And no, I've just, you know, basically, these days, it's just kind of like a mm-hmm. protein and a vegetable and yeah. like maybe a fruit or some nuts or something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, like, I... I the only diet I can really speak of that I was ever on is, like, you know, I haven't... I've kind of gotten away from working out a bunch, but but back in the day, like I would you know I was very specific about working out all the time and everything like that, and one of the things they say is to follow this specific diet and I didn't really do a great job of following the diet, but you know it was you know I, I, it's hard to get the right mixture of stuff, and then when you you have to make the food yourself and you have to do that right. anyway the point is one of the aspects of this diet was you, for six days a week, you have to be very particular about what you eat, and then on the seventh day, you go crazy. And you eat a bunch ah. of stuff, you know. So the point is, like, if you eat badly for one day, you can't erase six days worth of eating right. right. You know? So as long as you follow the diet six days, then you can, you know, do yeah. whatever on the seventh day. Um, and it, was more, it wasn't more—it was about, like, losing weight. It was more about, like, trying to feed your body when you're lifting weights and stuff like that. Right. So the um, point is, uh, on that seventh day when I would go eat a ton, I found it very enjoyable for one thing. But yeah. the thing was, like... I would go do that, and then at the end of the night, I felt terrible. Like yeah. It felt awful. Like, it was just... <laughs> it was like, uh, you know, it was almost like you... Uh, and they said in, in the stuff that I was reading was like, it was, you know, it was good to go do that, so it kind of like gives your... It doesn't like make your body like think that it's always going to be like right. one kind of diet, and then it gives you a little bit of, you know, variance to things.
1: It keeps it on its toes. Yeah. It yeah, toes.
0: exactly. So... They said it was good, but I just found myself feeling horrible after doing that. Like just <laughs> awful, you know? And so like I don't know. Is that was, kind of the point though that you you get sick off of the Maybe you stuff get a little bit averse to it, you know? And so I, then you don't want it throughout yeah, the yeah. I don't know. So it's I don't know, it's tough, man. I I've never like done any of the you know, any of the diet fads that we've seen in the last five, ten years. Diet fads have been around since the beginning of time, I think, you know, like people all these create, I mean, you know, like the Atkins thing was like big 10 years ago, and I don't even know what's going on now. Like, I Well, mean,
1: it's like the, the paleo. Yeah, the it's paleo. It's actually kind of how I eat, mostly. I mean, yeah. just kind of through trial and error, but...
0: Paleo is kind of a descendant of the Atkins thing a little yeah, bit. But yeah, but except that
1: they don't necessarily see carbs as... I think isn't Atkins like, you know... Carbs, yeah, Atkins carbs is like, bad. No, no carbs. No carbs. Yeah. Which works for a while, it seems like, but mm-hmm.
0: then... I've, I've, seen, I've seen people that it, it works really well. Right. Yeah, I could see that.
1: Your, your ketosis state or whatever. Yeah. But the problem is that it's not sustainable, I don't think. Right.
0: It could be, yeah. yeah.
1: And didn't the Atkins guy, did Mr. Atkins pass uh, like at know. an early age? I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe not. Really. Know. Well, maybe we anyway. should cut this out. Um,
0: <laughs> but uh, no, everything that I've read, though, which makes a lot of sense, is like I just said, Like, and with this diet, is the best thing is like a really balanced low fat diet which is, you know, serving of protein, serving of carbohydrates, serving of green vegetables. Like if you just stick to that, like balanced all the way across, if you do that, you Mm -hmm. know, several times a day, then you're that's the best diet for your body. But I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know.
1: I think it's if you're active and you don't, yeah, you know, go crazy all the time. You do a pretty good job.
0: Well, maybe a gentleman listener out there knows something better than I do, because I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a, I'm a nutrition novice. I don't know nutrition very much about novice. it. So, so maybe. So I'm is pizza correct. bad? I don't think so, Glenn. Okay, good. It's a very balanced meal. It's I very mean balanced. the Ninja Turtles were ripped. There was yeah, exactly. There was carbohydrates, <laughs> there's protein, and there's, you know, vegetables. There's this, the tomato sauce. Oh, yeah. Maybe you get yes. green peppers on there or something like that. Pizza's right. very balanced. I love pizza. It's very it's a very balanced meal. So it is. Yeah, exactly. Lovely. Delicious. So anyway, I guess we're not big into the fat diets, Glenn. No, but I thought it was really interesting that he he, he talked about his uh, his diet that he's on because I've always wondered that about the superhero movies how these guys get you know crazy.
1: I, I read something recently where uh, what's his name the dude, uh, gosh, he was in Forgetting Sarah Marshall
0: and uh, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, oh, I know the guy you're talking about.
1: Anyway, yeah. that guy. Mm-hmm. He was in the Green Green Hornet? Is that the hang question?
0: on let me uh I'll, I'll let me uh let me drop his name in. Kay. Okay. Okay. Future Brian, um Glenn, the guy's name was Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. that's okay. his name. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh right. So he uh he, he he uh he was in some interview or maybe yeah, I think he was in some interview, basically said that he just ate a ton of like nuts. Like that was how he lost a ton of weight. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Any time he was hungry, ate nuts. Huh. Which flies in the face of what you're saying, Brian. Yeah. Because that's a lot of fat.
0: Well, yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. Yeah. A lot of, lot yeah. of, a
1: lot of calories. A lot of, a mm. lot of. A lot of fat. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's. It, it, I agree. It's interesting what people and it seems like it's, it varies wildly. Mm-hmm. Like I know uh, Tom Hanks when he got fit for castaway oh yeah he had to lose a ton of weight Mm -hmm. he basically he said he basically just like ran on the treadmill all day and would eat like a handful of grains i think it was or something like that weird like like a hand like a cup or like a handful and that Mm -hmm.
0: was it i want to know who these like nutritionists are behind the scenes on these things right i mean those are the most important people like they've got a right they have to figure all these things out they have to make sure that everything's followed exactly and like yep. they have to know exactly what they're doing you know what I mean yeah I don't know it's it's gotta be a tough job yeah the millions of dollars riding on them I mean if if Dwayne the Rock Johnson gets injured and he can't you know he has to sit out for a few months that's that's a lot of production 30 money. million dollars or something while they're just like hanging around waiting to do the thing I don't know man it's I don't know it's crazy it's a whole different mm-hmm. life it's a lot like the podcast Glenn you know mm-hmm. if you and I get if you or I gets injured or something like you know and we're like maybe I sprain my knee or something and I can't do the podcast yeah <laughs> millions of dollars down the drain millions millions I mean wow plus I don't even want to think about it. I'm trying not to I know, know I know I don't want to jinx the us calamity, man I just want to jinx us you know financial maybe our muck cuts tour gets <laughs> cut short or something you know I don't know I don't even want to I don't even want to I don't even think about it I don't even think about it terrible terrible vibes uh, okay. Well, on that note... Wow, were we ending it like that? Yeah, well, we got to, you know,
1: uh, uh, we got to call uh, it quits now. Puppies.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, nobody's listening. Nobody's listening now. It's fine. It's, right. you know, it's fine to end on a note like that. <laughs> Speaking of which, that was episode 19 of Gentleman Podcast. I'm already looking forward to episode 20, Glenn. Yes. It's right around the corner next week. Um, thanks for joining us tonight uh, and talking to us about our deepest hopes, fears, dreams...
1: Everything. This is our weekly session on the couch at the psychiatrist.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And you all get to hear it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. And so, it's free for us. And it's free for us. So actually, I we should be paying you to yep. listen to the podcast. And we will, with high quality
1: links and other hijinks at gentleman.com. Exactly. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's
0: good way it. Okay, so uh I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Stansbury. Uh, Thanks for listening to episode 19. We're looking forward to episode 20. We will see you next week, folks. We'll
1: see you later.